0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. We can never, ever thank you enough from the depth of our beings. We say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you. Thank God for your life. Thank God. Thank God for helping you. Thank God for, because if you had to do a a review, a video review of your life, you'd you'd be surprised how eventful and, and faithful, eventful it has been and faithful God has been. I just say, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We can never, ever, ever, ever thank you enough. We can never thank you enough. Nase ma sante kwa mungu Nasema
1: sante Wawe
0: Leads you. I want you to pray for the person from your heart as the Lord leads you. Just pray for, for, for your brother, your sister, your neighbor. Just go ahead, go ahead. Let's go ahead and just just pray for ourselves. Just pray in the name of the Lord. Um. We thank God for today, second to the last Sunday of the year, two thousand and- praise the Lord, and we are totally, um, totally grateful to God for his kindness, for his kindness. And if there's something about this period, is this period is usually the most stressful period of the year, it's usually the most stressful period of the year a lot of stress, we want to meet up with this obligation, we want to um, attend every party. Say to your neighbor, you don't have to attend every party. Uh, You don't have to. It is not written. Thou shall attend every party. No, 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 You, You don't have to. You know, and we have our concerns for our children We have concerns for our families and we are being pulled in different directions and the stress can be enormous. Praise the name of the Lord. The stress can be enormous. Sometimes we are so stressed, there's so much food, but we are not eating. We are stressed by the things we have trusted God for at the beginning of the year that appeared not to have happened and sometimes the stress kind of shuts us in and make us not to even show our faces in social gatherings. Why? Because they will ask, where is your wife? You told them at the village, you are going to bring a wife this year. Now you are going to show up at the village with no wife or you believe God for a husband, or it could be a child, it could be a job, it could be, and your, your, maybe your classmates are having a reunion of old boys' association, and you don't want to show up. God has given me a word to give you this morning. And I pray that that word will totally set you free. In Jesus' name. So we'll be looking at Living stress free like Jesus. Everybody say living stress free like Jesus. Jesus, if you look at Jesus, his life was totally stress free. If there's someone that should be stressed, it was him. It was Jesus. If there's someone that should be stressed in this world, it was, it was Jesus. He was misunderstood, he was misrepresented. He was castigated. He was abused by the people that, that he loved. He was called names. When he ate with people, they called him a demon. Jesus was pressured on every side for his time. He couldn't even have time for himself, quote unquote. Everybody wanted to touch him. Everybody wanted a prayer. Everybody wanted a breakthrough. So if, if, if someone should be stressed, it was Jesus that should be stressed. So how did Jesus live stress-free? We're going to look at that. How did Jesus live stress-free? If we look at the life of Jesus, and we see how he managed to live stress free in the midst of all the chaos around. And there was a lot of chaos around him. In fact, sometimes there was a time, you know, we look at our circumstances and we're like, what is there so much storm? Jesus was in a boat. And those boats in those days were not very um, sturdy as they have them today. And the wind was carrying the boat up and down. Guess what Jesus was doing? He was just dozing. <laughs> Stress-free. Everyone says stress-free. Totally stress-free. I've been asked a lot of the time. You know, I, I, I try to be like Jesus. We all should be like Jesus. I've been asked a lot of the time, how come you are not stressed? How do you even find the time to read a book? I say to people I read about four books at the same time. Why? Because if I read one book, I get bored. So I need to have my brain needs to be working in different directions. So I read four books at a time. Now, how do you find time to read books? How do it's simple? Just live like Jesus. I'm learning it every day. I'm learning new things every day. Just live like Jesus. Jesus lived a totally stress free life. And he had every excuse to be stressed. Are you ready? John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Verse 12. John chapter 8 verse 12. The word of God says in John chapter 8 verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. must say, I am. I am. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus defined himself. Now, Jesus defined himself. So, to live stress-free like Jesus, the first thing you must know is you must know who you are. It's called the principle of identification. Everybody say principle of identification. Know who you are. Jesus defined himself. He says, I am. In fact, if you read the Bible, New Testament, in 18 places, Jesus said, I am this. I am that. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the bread of life. I am this. I am that. Jesus didn't wait for people to define him. Jesus defined himself. He knew who he was. In verse 18 of that same um, chapter of uh, uh, John 8, in verse 18, Jesus said, (laughs) listen, listen to this, it's very, very interesting. I am the one who testify for myself. Amazing. He says, I am the one that defines myself. I am the one. You see, many times we are looking to things to define us. We are looking to the car we are going to drive to the village to define us. We are looking to our spouses to define us. We are looking to the, the dress we are going to wear on Christmas Day to define us. Someone says, oh, but what are you going to wear on Christmas Day, Pastor? I say, Jeans? Jeans? What's wrong with jeans? I love them. We are looking at things. Jesus said, I am the one who defines myself. If you do not know who you are, someone else will tell you who they think you are. And guess what? They are always wrong. They are wrong. If you you don't know who you are, someone is going to attempt. In fact, the whole system is going to attempt to tell you who you are. Your shoe will try to tell you who you are. Some people's shoes, their mouth is open like this. So as they are walking, the shoe will be telling them who they are. Some people, their cars are attempting to tell them who they are. You may drive a nice car and the car is trying to tell you you are cool. You are beyond cool. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) So, why do you want to reduce yourself to a definition of a car? Your house will try to define you, your friends will try to define you, the bag you carry will try to define you. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, that is the salvation of of the soul, I think. Many things will try to define you if you don't know who you are. So if you don't know who you are, you will allow other people to manipulate you into being something you are not. So the first thing to live a stress-free life, know who you are. Everybody say principle of identification. And that's why we wear masks. That's why there's so much hypocrisy because we don't know who we are we try to be something else to somebody we say i think they will accept me if i i am pious so we put up a pious attitude or you, you get into another group of people you think they will accept me if i i expose a little bit of my body so you expose a little bit of your body or you enter another group of people you think so you are just living a confused life all that will come to an end today in Jesus' name. Amen. Know who you are. Know who you are. Know who you are. Say to your neighbor, know, who you know, who you know who you are. Know who you are. See, the, 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 the interesting thing is, it's so futile, even trying to... The difference is different people. Why? Because you have to have a lot of backup masks. You know, it's called, a lot of confusion. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. So, someone said to me, that, so, so I was hearing someone say to someone else that pastor is just the same way you see me. That's the same way he's at home. Of course. If I laugh in church, I laugh at home. Some people, they don't laugh in church. I was with, my wife and I were with the NCR group of people last week, Sunday, we were having lunch. And one of the leaders there said that. I don't know how she put it. Something like, her life changed when she saw Pastor got angry with Pastor Dami. I'm like, See how God works deliverance, (laughs) even in my anger. (laughs) You know, she was like, I mean, it was so real. I mean, you were just upset, and you know, and she was. I'm like, but that is, we don't pretend that we never have issues. Praise the Lord. Some people try so hard to paint the picture that they are perfect. They have perfect children. They have perfect marriages. Look, this world is broken. And as long as we are in this part of eternity, we will have issues. But Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary, and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Stress free. Ever say stress free? So we set unrealistic standards for ourselves. God wants you to be stress-free. So to know who you are, so how do you know who you are It's simple. You know who you are by knowing who's you are. You know who you are by knowing who's you are. Many times, I did my first two um, years of secondary education in the boarding house, and you know, I was a little bit, just a little bit, on the rascally side, a little bit like this. Every time my mom drops me off at school, she says this phrase or sentence, whatever in Yoruba in we interpret it. She says, "She, she." After all the hugs, all the, 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 as I'm about to go, she always times it. She will just say, "Femi." Run my entity, one she. <sighs> <sighs> Ni means, family. Remember the son of whom you are. Now, that is just so depressing for me. Why? Because I had plans to do many bad things. There are people that have been beefing throughout the holiday. I want to, I want to give them a punch in the throat. Punch their throat. So, someone really upsets me. I'll punch his throat. You guys don't punch people's throats. You've never done that. Don't do it though. It's dangerous. You <laughs> it used to be one of my favorites. Oh, elbow the throat. Don't look at me like that. Come on. <laughs> and the guy has really upset me. I just want to put one in his throat. And I remember the son of oh, wow. And he restrains me. I want to jack a locker. I know what's in that locker. Goodies. And I'm about to jack the locker, and I'm about to break the padlock, and I hear—remember—the son of who you are. But the only time I forgot—not <laughs> the only time, sir—but one time that I forgot the son of who I was—I was suspended flogged on the assembly floor in the whole of then I was I was actually in ISL at the time. I was in the whole of the school and I designed the strokes. You know how it is to deshine the strokes? You just do like this and they will flog you and you will not move. <laughs> then the juniors are hailing you. I think I was in four or five. Then you bounce off the assembly hall. Because I forgot whose I was. You know who you are by knowing whose you are. You are a child of God. You have been bought with a price, the price of the blood of Jesus. You are valuable to God. See after me, I'm a child of God, I'm deeply loved by God. I'm accepted by him. He has a plan for my life. Because he puts me here on earth, I am significant. Because he puts me here, I have a purpose. My life cannot be cut short. I am the child of the Most High God. Absolutely. That's who you are. That's who you are. And that's who's you are. So, in order to handle stress, you must know what? You must know who you are. It's called the principle of identification. And we see that in the life of Jesus. So, as you go, some of us have, a lot of people have traveled. Some of you are we're just waiting for service to end so that you can travel. Some of you are going to travel tomorrow. i come back on the 20th. I've had all sorts of travel plans. Guess what? Remember Who's you are. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember what? Who's you are. So as this season tries to bring distress upon you, know who you are. That's the first step to being stressless. How many dice I was going to give you? I didn't mention. Okay, so I can stop at any time before service. Good. Number two. Know... Who you are trying to please? When you know who you are, the second thing you must know who you are trying to please is called the principle of dedication. I must say dedication. Know who you are trying to please. In John chapter five, verse thirty, John five thirty. Well, look at life, life of Jesus again in John five thirty. The, 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 The word of God says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I can do nothing of my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just. Because I carry out the will of the one who sent me. Not my own will. Jesus is saying, I am not out to please anybody. I am out to please God that has sent me. God sent me. I'm here to please God. You see, that just removes a whole lot of stress from your life when you know who you are trying to please. It makes your life stressless when you know who you are trying to please. I know who I am. I know who I'm trying to please. You need to know who you are trying to please. Why? Because you can't please everyone. Even God cannot please everyone. Do you know that God cannot please every, everyone? God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, he cannot please everyone. What makes it, you can do what God cannot do? You can't please everyone. Man was in trouble. We were in trouble. God sent Jesus to come through a virgin, Mary, to die for you and I. Guess what? I have friends today that will say, How can a a virgin conceive? Why would God say a virgin conceive? There's there's nothing like God. God says, what else do you want me to do? (laughs) There's nothing. God can't please everyone. God blesses someone. God blesses your husband. There are people. God blesses your wife. You are angry. Why did God bless me? Uh -uh. God says, if he touches your husband, has he not touched you? If he touches your wife, has he not touched you? How can I please you? Bless me, okay. So God blesses you. Then you go out, you see somebody else that appears to be driving a finer car. You say, "Oh God, why didn't you bless me more than that person?" God says, "Ah, uh-uh. you even have more than the person. You just don't know." Even God cannot please everybody. So you need to resolve who you are trying. To please, because you cannot please everyone. As a pastor, I right know I cannot please everyone. Oh, of course I know. So, I mean, recurrently, I hear this person is not happy with you, or this person is not happy with you. My colleagues, they know me for that. I say, hey, hey. I just laugh. Ha, 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 ha. And I continue with my life. What's my business? If I've done wrong, I will apologize. But I don't even seek to please everybody. Because I can't. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor. Say you cannot. Please everybody. No matter how hard you try. It's not possible. It's an impossible. Can't. So resolve it in your heart. You are only capable of pleasing one person. Only one person. And that's God. You are This shocks a lot of married people when we are counselling them. I say to married people, you are incapable of totally pleasing your spouse. Wow, revelation! You are incapable of totally pleasing your incapable of totally pleasing your spouse because your spouse is a human being. Human beings are defected, even when you have done everything. The falling nature can still make them say, hey, but you still didn't do this. I think it was one of the old legendary musicians that said, Go, song, about leader. You know that song? There's, there's nothing, there's no, no intelligence, no deployment of that. You, can, you can't please everyone. I'm not saying don't seek to please your spouse. Of course, seek to please your spouse. But know that when you are serving your spouse, do it as unto the Lord. That's when you can have fulfillment. When you are submitting to your husband, you are not submitting to him. Some wife says to me, Pastor, you don't understand. The guy is a rascal. I say you don't understand. You are doing it as unto the Lord. And the Lord, it is pleasing to him. Some say, oh, I can't really love my wife. A man said to me, pastor, tell my wife to submit to me, then I will show her love. She, she has never tested love, but I will show her what love is. Let her just submit first. See, the point is this. You love your wife as unto who? As unto the Lord. So there comes a time when she may not even appreciate it. But if you are depending on that, you will be stressed. You will be depressed. But if you do it as unto the Lord, the same way the Lord said to Jesus when he was being baptized, be, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It is only God that can see man and be well pleased. Only God. Man sees you. He sees only half of you. He sees your flaws. It's called see finish. He's not well pleased anymore. But God sees you and knows you and still loves you. Totally well pleased. Totally. So since I know the only person I can please is God, I serve you as your pastor. As unto who? As unto God. It doesn't matter who some people will not even say to me, Pastor, Merry Christmas. Talkless of sending me an SMS. Talk less of giving me a card. And the list can go on and on and on. If I rely on that to be happy, I will be the most miserable person on earth. So I still serve you with all my heart, regardless of what you give me. Why? Because I'm doing it as unto as unto the Lord. Stress free. I'm gonna say stress-free. So, and when you don't know who you are trying to please, three things begin to happen. When you don't know who you are trying to please, three things begin to happen. Number one, criticism, because you are wondering what everybody else is going to think about you. You are subject to criticism, or you begin to criticize people because you give what you have. When you don't know who you are, number two, you are subject to competition. Because you are worried whether somebody else is better than you, is getting ahead of you. When you don't know who you are, when somebody prays beside you, you are intimidated. You are like, I can pray more than that person. Who cares? When, when, when somebody, when, when you don't know who you are, and somebody sings, is singing in the choir, the lady is just worshipping a God, and you are sitting down there, you've not even picked for class form. you don't even want to make the sacrifices to serve, you are saying, I can sing better than her. It's because you don't know who you are. Praise the name of the Lord. So you are subject to competition. The the third C, I said three Cs, is when you don't know who you are, you are conflicted. You are conflicted. Because you don't know who you are trying to please, you get conflicted when somebody disagrees with you. People can't disagree with you. People don't have to agree with you. If you don't know who you are, you, you, you get conflicted when somebody disagrees with you. You, you see disagreement as rejection. When you don't know who you are. When you, when we, as a pastor, I have to work with different kind of people. Ah, and human beings need Jesus. We all do. Praise the name of the Lord. Some people are just too conflicted. You don't know who you are. Because I disagree with you. You feel rejected. I said, Why are you feeling rejected? Because you don't know who you are. I, I, we were trying to, st- there was the, the time, I mean, pastoring. We were trying to set up 50 house fellowships at the same time. 50 house fellowships at the same time. That looked crazy, you know. It looked very crazy, really. And one of my ministers came to the office. and said to me, Pastor, I heard what you said, but I don't think it's going to work. And he gave me his reasons why he's not going to. Guess what I did? Did I fight him? No. Did I see that as this guy hates me? No. I just laughed. And I said to him, Watch it work. In your very eye, it's going to work. And I moved on. And guess what? We started 50 House Fellowships. <laughs> Praise the <name> Lord. <laughs> So for some people that will be the beginning of ah, they will talk they will tell this person say hey you did not align with pastor's vision hey is it, is it? then there will be all sorts of, the politics will begin then all sorts of strange things will begin because you don't know who you are disagree with me big deal i tie to your own opinion we shall see time will tell who is right when we were to move to the land, some people said to me, Pastor, you are crazy. This place is full of swamp. You, I mean, this thing, you are crazy. Today, they have swallowed their words. It's simple. There's no point arguing. If you know who you are, just manifest who you are. We, we, you, you guys remember Pastor Benga, Olay <laughs> that came from the U.S. to, to, to minister? He's a very wise man. I brought him here. <clears throat> he ministered on Sunday. The last Sunday we were at Orchid. And the following Sunday we were supposed to be here. So I brought him here on the Friday to the Sunday he ministered. And he came. And we couldn't even, you know, he, he had to wear rain boots and we were entering the swamp. And, and he said to me, when did you say you're going to have service here? I said, upper Sunday. He didn't say a word. Because he's a, a wise man. Man of God. On Monday morning, my phone rang. It was in the U.S. He called me. <clears throat> and Monday is very lethargic for me, so I, I took picked the phone and said, oh, hi, Pastor Benga, how are you doing? After all the present, He asked, where did you have service on Sunday? I said, this Sunday? I said, yeah. I said, I told you now, it's the land. He shouted, ah! <laughs> he said, he didn't want to see anything. No, but when I told him, he said, this guy... A knot somewhere <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> you know, he didn't bother saying it because he's also a man of vision, so he knows how those things can work, you know. It looked totally impossible. But some people actually went ahead to tell me. Doesn't matter to me. I love them all the same. I love them totally. I will serve them completely. But if you don't know who you are, you begin to pitch quarrels. I begin to say, oh, this person doesn't like. No, 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 they actually like you. That's why they want to protect you from embarrassing yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 10, 12, the MSG translation, I'm going to put it up on the screen, and we're going to read, um, <clears throat> I'm going to read it out. It says, we are not understand putting ourselves in a league with those who boast that they are are superiors. He says, we won't dare do that. But in all this comparing, are you sure you didn't truncate this? Comparing and grading and competing, they quite miss the point. When you are comparing, when you are grading, when you are, when you are what? Competing, you miss the point. That's not the point. Praise the name of the Lord. So, living stress free like Jesus, number one, know who you are. It's called the principle of what? Identification. Number two, know who you are trying to please. It's called the principle of dedication. Number three, know where you are from and where you are going. It's called the principle of origin. The principle of origin. In John chapter 8, verse 14. John chapter 8, verse 14. The word of God says in John 8:14, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and I know where I am going to. Powerful. I know where I came from. I know where I am going to. It's the principle of origination. Everything comes from the source and returns back to the source. Jesus Jesus He knew where he was going. You see, direction is so important. If you don't know your source, you'll be confused about direction. It is so important. And sometimes, you see, when we are lonely, loneliness is not always the absence of affection. Loneliness sometimes is the absence of direction. Sometimes we are surrounded with people, but we lack purpose. We are surrounded with affection, but we lack direction. We are in a room filled with people, but we are still lonely. You know why? Direction. Jesus said, I know where I am coming from, and I know where I am going. Amazing. Amazing. I know where I'm coming from, and I know where you are going. So so if you check, if you are really lonely or struggling with loneliness, check, do you really know where you are coming from? And above all, do you know where you are going? If you can sort out those two questions, you will look for loneliness, you will find it again. Believe me, praise the name of the Lord. And, you know, the principle of origination is so powerful because it's, it's, from, it's from origination, you have the word, from origin, you have the word original. Have you, have, you, have you heard original before? When you say something is original, when you say that girl is fake, in other words, she's just always trying to copy everybody. When you say that girl is original, you know what original means? Original. You know she's in a class by herself. She knows who she is. Principle of what? Identification. She knows who she's trying to please. Principle of what? Principle of what? Dedication. She knows where she's coming from and where she's going. Principle of She's original. I pray that people look at you and they say, "Oh, that man is in a class by himself." That lady, she's just in a class by herself. She's original. And you can't be original if you don't know where you are from and where you are going. And that produces a lot of stress. If you don't know where you are from and where you are going, it produces a lot of stress. It produces a lot of stress. But when you do, it's a stress buster. Just a few pointers because of time. I, I want to go through everything for first service people also because I saw some faces when I said I was going to cut it short, you know. So um, this is number what? Three. There are five of them. I was going to stop at three or four, um, but we'll get to the five, and so I'm going to go very, very quickly. A material carries the properties of a source. Our ladies, some of them have gold earrings, some of them have. Um, ivory earrings. Some of them have silver earrings. If you check the content, everything gold can do, or how do I put it, if gold shines, that earring what? Shines. If gold is red, for instance, the earring will be red. If, 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 if gold is, is strong, the earring will be strong. So what am I saying? To know what you are made up of. Check your source. God said, let us make man in our image. So what is your source? Or rather, who is your source? God. So if God cannot be stressed, you should not be stressed. If God cannot be harassed, now, now I get this, if God cannot be harassed, you should not be harassed. Jesus was God. He was on earth. But the fact that he was God didn't mean that the storm said, oh, Jesus is there. Let's not harass that boat. Did the storm say that? No. The storm came at the boat, even though Jesus was there. So you are going to have storms coming aboard. That's not an excuse for you to say, oh, why God? Why me? Oh, why, 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 why? No. If Jesus cannot be harassed, I choose not to be harassed. You can't harass me; it's impossible. If you try, I will report you, President Lord. <laughs> I will report you to my my dad. So, what can't stress? God shouldn't stress you. That, uh, you need to know that. And another thing you need to know about sauce is that you know your. Connection to the source is vital for survival. A river that abandons its source, they say, dries up. We have to understand that. Connection to the source is vital to to survival. Man, the flesh of man was made of what? From the earth, from dust. That is why we walk on earth. We have to be connected. That's why, if you go inside the water, you know, I don't swim. You know why I don't swim? I, I was not designed to be inside the water. <laughs> when where we play tennis, there's a swimming pool. And we have people all jumping over there, they swim, they swim, they swim. Parapata, they swim for three hours. If they can. Then what? They come out. Why don't they sleep there? They say, oh, Pastor, Pastor you can't swim. I say, I can't swim because I'm not a fish. My wife can't swim. <clears throat> as just as an aside, you know, she, she doesn't swim publicly anymore. So when I was getting married, I said to her, that, "Don't worry, I'm going to build you a swimming pool in inside the house. So if you come to my house, I see a swimming pool there. I'm not just wasting money. I promised." And some people are jealous already. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (coughs) So she suspended swimming for about 12 years now. I'm still on it. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm going to get that swimming pool going someday. (laughs) Thank you, Jare. Someone said amen. Amen. Some people still did not say Amen. How did I don't even begin talking about that? Man, is connected to the earth. Fish, is connected to, to water. If you bring a fish to the ground, to the land, it is struggle, struggle, struggle. After a while, it dies. If you must go out of space, out of, to outer space, you must wear a suit. Why? Because you don't belong there. If you stay there too long this body will die. While this body needs to be connected to the earth, your spirit needs to be connected to God. Because God is the source of your spirit. God is the source of your spirit. And our greatest single source of stress is when we live our lives without God, outside of God. That's our greatest single source of stress. When you live your life outside of God, the greatest single source of stress. So, number one, for me to live stress-free like Jesus, I must understand the principle of identification Know who you are. Number two, for me to live stress free like Jesus, I must understand the principle of dedication. Know who I am trying to please. Number three, I must understand the principle of origination. Know where I am from and where I am going. Number four, for me to live a stress free life like Jesus, I must know the principle of meditation. Spend personal time praying. Make a habit of personal prayer. It's called the principle of meditation. Mark 1, 35. It says, before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place. To what? To pray. Jesus, as busy as he was, Jesus was Totally busy. Totally. But before daybreak, because he knew that once it's day, there'll be a lot of activity and noise. Jesus went to a place alone to pray. You see, I, I, I tell you about family altar, and, I, and it's, it's, a, it's fantastic to have a family altar, and it's fantastic to have corporate prayer. We do that in this church. We fast together. We pray together. But nothing can take the place of personal prayer. Nothing can take the place of habitual, personal prayer. You must find time to go consistently before God alone to pray. Jesus needed to pray to live stress-free. And you are not greater than him. You need to pray. No matter how how busy Jesus got, he made it a practice to spend time alone with God. You need to spend time alone with God. And some of us, we don't even know how to spend time alone with God. We say, okay, I'm going to spend one hour with God, and we lock the door, and we look at our time. If I'm going to spend from 10 to 11 with God, and we look at our time, it's 11.03. And it's like we've been there for three hours, and it's just 11.03. If you don't know how to spend time alone with God, that means you need to do the journey. On the second trip of the journey, we talked about deeper with God. And we explained how to spend time alone with God. How do I do the journey? Register for the journey. At the back after service. Alone with God. As busy as Jesus was. So many problems simply come from our inability to sit still. We just don't know how to be quiet. We just don't know how to sit still and be quiet. Meanwhile, God said be still and know that I am God. Many times we don't know God or God is not revealed it's because we don't know how to be still. People cannot even enter their car and sit still. They have been driven and sit still. They have to put on the radio. Something is itching. Put on the radio so that you can fill your life with noise. People cannot even be in their living room and just sit still. They have put on the TV. Have you noticed? You get up there's, a, there's, a, there's an urge just put on the TV. Turn on something so that there'd be noise around you. Why? Because you don't know the art of meditation of just sitting still and know that God is God. You need to learn that. Just sit still and talk to God. And know that He's God. Some man said, um, his name is Rolome. He said, it's an ironic habit of man that when he loses his way, he doubles his speed. You didn't get that? It's ironic for man. That when he loses his way, he doubles his speed. When we feel lost, when we feel lonely, when we feel confused, we double our speed to, to things, to doing things that can't really give us life. We, 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 we begin to increase activity. We begin. That's why addiction is so so rampant. Why? Because people want to get an escape. You are lost. Be still. And let God direct you, President of the Lord. That is not a time for motion. No, 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 no. It's the time for meditation. Be still and know that I am God. You know that song. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God I am the Lord that He let thee I am the Lord that He let thee. prayer meetings and we've prayed to a point and, and you know we are just hush oh, before God. If you notice in less than 30 seconds someone always has a need to pray in tongues. Oh! Oh! Just be still. Before another 30 seconds go. Just be still. (laughs) We have a need to create drama when God just wants you to be still. So to live stress-free like Jesus, number one, I must know who I am. It's the principle of what? Identification. Number two, I must know who I'm trying to please. It's called the principle of the principle of dedication. Number three, I must know where I'm coming from and where. It's called the principle of origination. Number four, I must make it, make what? A habit of as this season is happening, a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of stress that I want to encroach into your life. You must take time off to actually enjoy the little things of life and enjoy life. Matthew 6.30 says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and they told him all they had done and taught. And Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves. Let me say by ourselves? To a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because <laughs> they are like Nigerians. There were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have time to eat. So many. And Jesus was able to survive all the stress because Jesus knew the principle of relaxation. Relaxation is not optional. For some people, that is just revelation right there. Relaxation is compulsory. I was a compulsory. <laughs> the reason it was even compulsory is that Jesus, even, God, even put it in the twelve commandments. It's called the Sabbath. So Jesus could handle all the stress because he knew how to relax. Rest and recreation in life are not optional. You don't have a choice. You, God wants you to jollof. someone's mouth my open. Eh? Yes. Why? Because God knows that if you don't jollof, you know what jollof means. I'm assuming we all do. If you are online, you don't know jollof is from jollof rice, which <laughs> is the best rice on earth. <laughs> you know it means enjoy. Praise the name of the Lord. God wants you to enjoy. God wants you to relax. It is not optional. Some, you know, if you are like me, for a long time I I used to struggle with resting. Whenever I'm resting, I feel guilty. Does that happen to anybody? Let me see. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah. Good. At least I have two or three people that are like me. I I, I feel so guilty. I just want to get up and walk again. You know? I just needed to learn. Just let me breathe. The world will go on without you. Say the world can go on without me. It will. People that think the world cannot go on—that their business, they're not to be up, if they, nothing we happen. nothing happened to me, nothing this business. Oh, oh, I'm feeding 300 people. They are on my payroll. Just die first. I say, what well, we are, Your business will go to a higher level. Because maybe your wife will take it over and take it higher. Or maybe somebody else like you have will takes it over and take it higher. It is compulsory. If you don't rest, you'll be rested. You can clap for Jesus if you're clapping. If you don't rest, you'll be rested. They'll say, yeah, 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 come on, come on, go. You have done all the 70 years, 80 years work you have done everything in, the, in one year. Yeah, time off. <laughs> I'm not preaching laziness. I'm sure you know that. I like Matthew 11, 19, the way the Phillips translation puts it. Matthew 11, 19, it says, it says Jesus came and joined life. <laughs> so it's just like that. Philip's Bible, Jesus came and joined life. So, anytime you ignore any of these principles, you are asking for tension. And you are asking for stress. Anytime you ignore who you are, who you are to please, where you are from, where you are going, the time to spend in prayer, time to relax, anytime you ignore any of these first five principles, you are Caught in trouble. Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus is inviting you to a stress-free life. He said, come to me, all of you that are weary and burdened. Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28. And I will give you rest. Does that apply to you? Does that apply to you this morning? I want to pray for you. Let's bow our hearts. Let's bow our heads. as we pray. Pastor, that is me I need Jesus in my life I'm not born again I'm not, I'm not saved oh I used to be born again but I, now I'm just running elder like, like a headless chicken I need to come back to God pray with me pastor this second to the last Sunday of the year 2013 I want to pray with you wherever you are seated you don't need to come forward but wherever you are seated I need to know you are there put up your hand over your head. Now. God bless you. Put up your hand well. Over. God bless you. Right there. Not on your head. Over your head. God bless you. Right there.